pull up a seat and get ready to find out just how valuable God thinks you are. My name is Johnny and I'm the host of this podcast. My goal here is to be honest and transparent because I want you to know that there's somebody out there that gets it. Through each episode, I hope that you're reminded that you are wildly sought after by a really good God. Living in the tension, when God is good and your circumstances aren't. Oof, this one is a tough one, and if you're anything like me, you desperately want to trust God, and you know you should trust Him with everything. But when the rubber hits the road and you get fired, or you get that call from your doctor, or your heart breaks, it never turns out to be as easy as it seems. Trusting God becomes hard, even when it never was. And our brains naturally question the logic of how God can be good even when life isn't, and rightfully so. After I lost my child at home at 13 and found out I was born out of an affair, everything in my life turned upside down. I didn't know who I was, and I felt so unwanted. When everything had been all rainbows and butterflies, I'd always planned to trust God no matter what. But when life crashed down all around me, it wasn't as easy as I assumed. I so wanted my dad to choose me. I so wanted to stay safely in my home and not change schools a bunch of different times. I so badly wanted everything to stay the way it was. But there are no guarantees in life, and if you're listening to this, you probably know that. And I'm sure that my suffering hasn't come close to what some of you guys are going through. But all heartache is measured the same at the cross. Jesus grieves with all of us. If you're mourning a horrible diagnosis, I'm sorry. If you're mourning a really bad grade, I'm sorry too. God hears both cries. All throughout life, there are going to be highs and lows. And when we experience those lows, we want to just put our faith in God and say it's in his hands. It is well with my soul. But man, it's not that simple. It's really easy to say that when things are going well. However, it's even more crucial to believe God and his word when things are challenging. When life feels wobbly and uncertain, God's constant character can provide a solid foundation to us. So when you don't comprehend what's going on, how do you trust God? When there isn't a resolution to be found, how do you trust God? When nothing else is good, how can you say that God is? And God wants to answer all of these valid questions for you. To trust something means to believe in its dependability or strength. God, according to the Bible, can't lie. So trusting him entails trusting that what he says about himself is accurate. And the Bible states that God is good, that he comes through, and that he loves us, me and you. And trusting God, it's more than a principle, you know, it's a decision to believe what he says even when your feelings or circumstances lead you to believe otherwise. Your emotions are important and deserve to be acknowledged, but you cannot build a foundation for your faith on it. Emotions have the ability to change in an instant. God, on the other hand, remains constant. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's what my whole book, Ignited, is about. Not relying on your feelings to influence our walk with God, but relying on Him and His Word alone. So many Christians nowadays are tossed and thrown by their deceitful heart, and it's time to wake up and realize that, frankly, we can't be trusted 
Only God can be trusted, ignited, how to get on fire for God and stay on fire for God, regardless of how you may feel in the everyday. That's the essence of my book. And if you're at all interested in reading a copy, you can pick it up on my website. But all in all, living a life of faith and obedience to God, even when it's difficult, even when it's not what you feel like doing is what it means to trust God. And it's pretty funny how life works, right? When life is good, God is good. But when life is hard, we begin to question that goodness. After all, how could God, you know, a good God, allow us to walk through seasons of immense pain? I get it. His promises begin to feel a little less and less tangible. So what do we do at times like this? How do we respond when we're handed something so unfair When we're hurting and we don't feel like we're seeing God come through the way that we think that he should, that's when we have to push what we may feel aside and act out in faith, trusting his heart. And genuinely, guys, saying that makes me want to just start crying and punching something because for the life of me, it seems impossible to do that. When there's a death, when there's a diagnosis, when you don't get to marry the person that you wanted to, it is so painful and it is so real. And saying, just trust God, feels like it flies in the face of the shock and pain of it all. But this is what God commands. There's a verse in the book of Psalms where David writes, You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. I I love that. I love that picture. Every tear of ours has meaning to God. He remembers our tears as if he kept each individual one in a bottle. This tells us that the creator of the universe cares deeply about our sufferings. He's kept count of them and he sees each tear that we cry. I'm sure you all know that famous verse from Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you future and hope. But Eugene Peterson actually paraphrases this verse in a really cool way. He says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not abandon you, plans to give you the future that you hope for. Our God is intentional and every single thing, even every loss, is for his glory and for our good. When you begin to understand that God is completely sovereign, that's a game changer. I can't tell you how many times I've had to cling to his promises when life throws me. And I mean cling. There's this song actually to the cross I cling and when life was hard, I would sit there on my floor with it on repeat, rocking back and forth and repeating God's promises out loud, all to remind myself that I serve a God who is faithful and who never leaves me. One particular time that I was rocking back and forth on the floor, a boy was preparing to break up with me. We had been in premarital counseling. I thought I loved him so much and I had planned out our wedding and our future and he set up a meeting with the pastor to tell me it was over and I knew it was coming. And all throughout my house, I was shouting the promises of God, rocking back and forth, listening to the hymn, to the cross I cling. And I was just screaming his word until I truly believed it. Long story short, I found out years later that the boy that broke my heart was involved in not-so-holy activities, and that's why he broke up with me, so God was protecting me. What I thought was a terrible judgment on God's part at the time turned out to be exactly what I needed, and he's working behind the scenes for you, too. You might not see it now, but he is. 
And here's how I know, okay? In Isaiah 43, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they're not going to sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned and the flames will not set you ablaze. Friend, you have to notice that it says when, not if. While he doesn't promise that you won't go through hard things, he does promise that he'll be there to walk us through it. And that's pretty cool. We aren't alone. And that changes everything. God is at work right by our side. All of that may sound great to your brain, right? But your heart may still feel the exact same. A lot of times the distance between our head and our heart is so, so far, and you still may feel super low and confused. So here are three ways you can live in this tension and still be at peace. Number one, God uses troubles to direct you. Most times, God will allow things to happen in our lives to get us moving. God sometimes needs to spark a fire under us. Problems frequently lead to different directions and inspire us to change. So maybe God is nudging you. I know in Proverbs 20, it says, Blows that wound cleanse away evil and strokes make clean the innermost parts. I I definitely just butchered that, but basically it means sometimes it takes a traumatic event to force us to change our ways. So what is God trying to tell you? Take a second and ask him right now. Number two, God uses problems to protect you. Just like my case, I would have been in for a quite terrible life if I had what I wanted with that specific boy back then. So a difficulty might be disguised as a benefit if it protects you from something way more dangerous. Just take Joseph's story from the Old Testament, right? The story of Joseph's life is a remarkable one, and only the miraculous hand of God could have accomplished it. Taking him out of slavery, making him a ruler in Egypt, second only in power to Pharaoh himself, right? Joseph knew how much his brothers hated him, but he also saw the hand of God working in his own life and how God was protecting him through it all. So maybe, just maybe, God is protecting you from something you could have never, ever saw coming. And number three, God is using these hardships to perfect you. When problems are handled correctly, they help to create character. God is considerably more concerned with your character than with your convenience. The only two things you'll ever take into heaven are your relationship with God and your character. And that reminds me of that verse in Romans 5 where it says, We also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. So those difficult things that we experience in life, big or small, they're not random freak accidents or just streaks of bad luck. They are allowed and at times even orchestrated by God to direct us and shape us into the image of Jesus. Remember, until that perfect pair sinned, Adam and Eve, the world was sinless when God created it. No sickness, no pain, no death. The entire world has been cursed. It has also fallen and is suffering as a result of our rebellion. Disease, death, disappointment that was spread throughout creation as a result of human sin and our sin stained and destroyed God's perfect creation and we now live in this imperfect and fallen world. 
personal anguish is a feature of all of our journeys, as sad as that is to say. Rocky relationships, health, safety, financial stability, those are all going to be issues that we're going to face in this world. And becoming a Christian doesn't guarantee that we're not going to have those difficulties. The question isn't, will we suffer, but rather, how are we going to handle that suffering? And this is how we're going to handle it, okay, guys? We're going to look to Jesus, the one who stepped in and freely gave his life on the cross for his broken creation in order to show us the Father's love. We can boast in the cross and resurrection because that's our ultimate glory. We know one day we are going to be in heaven where there is no more sickness or mourning or hurt. And we can have hope because God, because God, his goodness, even in the midst of all of our bad circumstances. And if we can keep that hope, if we can fix our gaze, we'll understand what it was all for in the end. Before I end, there's a book by Randy Alcorn on this subject that I just love, and I want to read two excerpts from his book in hopes that it may help you. Quote, If we come to see the purpose of the universe as God's long-term glory rather than our short-term happiness, then we will undergo a critical paradigm shift in tackling the problem of evil and suffering. The world has gone terribly wrong. God is going to fix it, first for his eternal glory, second for our eternal good, end quote. Here's the next one. Quote, God, like a father, doesn't just give advice. He gives himself. He becomes the husband to the grieving widow. He becomes the comforter to the barren woman. He becomes the father to the orphaned. He becomes the bridegroom to the single person. He is the healer to the sick. He is the wonderful counselor to the confused and depressed. End quote. Guys, I know that suffering feels like it's going to be never-ending, but God is in the midst of it with all of you. He is for you. He loves you. And he wants you to hold on to that. 